What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I hope you had an awesome weekend. It's Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets. It's the mix. Powered by the Mayo Media Net and presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app. We actually make money and we were at it again. Make sure you download the app. It's free. They're going to match the first hundred bucks if you use the promo code MMN for free. And if it's free, it's for me. But all really cool catchphrases aside, all you got to do is follow exactly the plans, the strategy, and the pricing that we're talking about here at the Mayo Media Net. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in a little bit, I'm about to put on a clinic for you. And then I'll ask you for that cartoon finger. I hate when people ask for me to like something before I know if I like it. Hopefully, if you're one of the, you know, OG listeners, you already know what you're going to get. But for the new people out there, welcome aboard. We really do appreciate it. Your feedback and interactions are really encouraged. We know we're doing it differently. So I know there are going to be questions, and we we welcome that, right? Nothing is above scrutiny. All of the work I do is fully transparent, and I want you to push and pull on those threads, man. Come and get me at John Legaza on the Bird app. Get up in the comments below on YouTube. Any time of day, any day of the week, I'm here for you. Me and you, baby. The Cork Stats crew. All right, enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. And I think that's really saying something. I'm just doing the work of an entire room of writers, producers, editors, and the like, man. I absolutely love it. Me and my producer, Maddie and Cam out there doing the work of like 30 people. That's right. We see you up there in Bristol. Until you start matching the energy, the passion, and even the quality of the information here, I'm going to consider you in the rear view. I don't care, you know, how bright your lights may be. All right, let's do the thing. But before we jump into the blue chips, right, the top projected players, and then our penny stocks, the best values, I want to real quick, we're adding in these market reviews now that the slates are actually happening and we have live pricing and returns going on. I think there are some lessons to be had from what we just experienced. Something, again, I don't think there are any other shows doing this kind of jock market review. Again, we're not going to really spend too much time. I just got some really cool stuff here. I pulled all the data from yesterday's main slate. Again, I did very, very well. We had Mac Hollins and a bunch of other players that doubled up and tripled up. But this was the point that I want to hammer home to everybody. So when I tell you that the promo code is enough to do damage, I'm not a shill. I don't shill for stuff that I'm not actually a part of that I don't believe in. Uh, Trust me, I have turned down you know, and opportunities before. That's another story for another day. The point is this. You gotta be cheap. And that's exactly what I was talking about. We're identifying utilization, deep down in-depth charts, understanding that not every player has to be the best player on the slate. We just need them to outperform expectations according to price, not even projections. With DFS, the entire world's on the same stagnant price. You need to outperform the market, right? In jock market, if a price is low, it means there is no interest. And this is the main lesson for today. So actually, the top 10 players, okay? The top 10 players by return, percentage return. So every one of these players, in fact, it's the only 10 players that returned 300% or more, went off for no more than $2.55. And only two of the players were above $2 at all. Devonta Smith at two fifty five went off, returned 700%. Devin Singletary at two twenty five tripled up. Nice game. But Khalil Herbert, Mac Hollins, Jamal Williams... Zay Jones, Isaiah McKenzie, Devontae Parker, and Tyler Boyd. All at least 
tripled up. They were less than $2 a share. And remember, you get a dollar back. So that Z Jones share that was $1.50, you're only risking 50 cents. If you were to goose out or get hurt or whatever, you get a dollar back. So you're only really putting 50 cents per share down. The pricing with these new expanded slates is awesome. I have drawn a ceiling where I'm just not chasing it. Again, we're going to go over it. Blue chip players, I will not go over $8.50. Penny stock players, again, given the name, or depending on the name of the situation, we're not going above 6 or 6.50. And then at the end, we look for all the names that we like under that $3 mark. And I had a bunch of those names that I mentioned. I could show you the receipts. We're going to be doing that in the promos a little bit later on. But I had a, I had a bunch of guys here. I have it right here. I have Hollins, seven times his money. Mark Andrews, he doubled up. He was at 425, right? So again, I was looking for the price. Mark Andrews, 425 major value. We mentioned the values to be had at tight ends. Jamal Williams, who I know people love Swift, but in a close game, we knew they were going to look to establish the run. Williams is getting the end zone looks, and he quadrupled up. Zay Jones quadrupled up. He was at two bucks. Russell Gage doubled up. I mean, and that was really the key. Finding the players that we spoke about on the show or that we mentioned on the Patreon page or you can hit me up on Twitter when you have any questions. I live and breathe this stuff. I really think this show belongs at the fore of daily coverage. All right, so that's just a jock market review. The lesson today, people. Use the promo to your advantage. Generally, humans, right, are going to be looking for the big payoff or what they perceive to be the big payoff. Maybe I have one more Quick lesson here. Let's just go low really quick. Buy IPO price. If we flip it, right, the most expensive players, right? So this is the inverse of the lesson I was telling you. So Cooper Cup, most expensive player, lost 61%. Josh Allen, he managed to gain. Jefferson lost 90%. Hertz managed to gain, but only 35%. Mahomes dropped 40%. Lamar Jackson went off. He still doubled up at the high price. But that was the anomaly. Diggs, Adam, Cousins, Murray, Tariq Hill, Amara St. Brown, McCaffrey, Chase, Taylor, Cook, Tua, Kelsey, Stafford, Fournette, Mixon. Like, think about that. I'm just rattling off names in a row. These are the most expensive players. They all lost. And a lot of them had good games, and that's the point. And that's where our work here at Mayo Media Net is separating us from the field in terms of jock market. You're not getting that stuff anywhere else. Let people go chase the big names and chase the big prices. We're looking at the values. All right, let's go do the thing that we do, everybody. Take a deep breath. Suck up that lesson. Oh, maybe that was enough. I should have asked for a like. Maybe if that was a good lesson and you think that'll help you make some money, please press the like button on YouTube. Stick your cartoon finger right inside me. Huh? Well, let's do the blue chips again. These are the top projected players by Run The Sims. Getting over that stuff is awesome. My game has really taken another step forward since I've been using this stuff. And if you get into the premium side of it, you could play around with the dials, target share, market share, points per team. That's the stuff I like to do. But if not, we're giving you all the base work. These are the median projections. Again, I'm not going to explain to you why good players are good. We really want to buzz through the blue chips here. But if you are one of the audio-only listeners, I'm going to get you through the names. But I do encourage that you jump over to YouTube and grab screenshots of these not only do i work very hard and added retro logos which i'm now absolutely obsessed with but i think it's important to kind of see it and i'll help you understand it a bit let's dive right on in the cowboys in order top six players by projections cooper rush ezekiel elliott cd lamb tony pollard 
all within a half point at 11.8 to 12.3. Noah Brown, 9.5. Dalton Schultz, 7.5. I'm going to have to admit, I, I should have prefaced this. When I ran the Sims this morning, first thing, Schultz was being zeroed out. But he had a limited practice, and I don't think he was named out of the game yet. So, if he's limited, this is what we're looking at. If not... We're going to get some shifts, give everyone a slight bump, maybe less so to rush. But the other receivers are going to get a little bump. I think Schultz is going to go out there. Again, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think it was official yet. So sometimes we're kind of building a boat in the middle of the ocean. Again, don't be afraid to gas on Twitter, on YouTube, or on my Patreon page, which again is free for the rest of this week. But I'm doing the CLV model. It's really awesome. We're doing picks and props, making some money. It's a lot of fun. All right. Cowboy side. Again, you're not getting a ton from Rush. Zeke is going to get you worried. This game just really could finish like 6-3. And I'm not looking to chase up anybody as far as premium pricing goes. So as far as jock market, I'm going to be looking for all of these guys, right? If the projections are very similar, then let price be the determinant. As much as I like CD Lamb coming in, he's not the same player with Dak. Though he's got the target stuff going on, which has been nice. And well, let's do a little bit of it right now. I think that's more important than just reading you names on the Dallas side. Lamb. Brown and Schultz all at 86% of snaps or less. They've all run at least 71 routes, had at least 14 targets under commanding 18% of the team target share. CD Lamb up at 31. So if his jock market price ends up down around that 8-9 to nine mark, you can get with him because the ceiling is there for these numbers, 38% of the air yards, and he's mixed it up slot and wide. Noah Brown also doing work, 86% of snaps. And it really done work. 159 receiving yards so far. 2.25 yards per route run. 11 yards per target. Those are all really, really good. So those are the guys we'll be looking at. On Dallas, I'm not really interested in the run game. Pollard's use is a bit spotty. Zeke is a bit dusty. I'm not sure what we're going to get, though today might be the day. Over to the Giants. It's Saquon Barkley, 21. And he is the leader of the pack by far, followed by Daniel Jones at 18.5. So remember, Rush, Zeke, Lamb, Pollard, Brown, Schultz, all between 7 and 12. Barkley and Jones above 18. So again, you got to get with those guys if you're a projection guy. Shepard at 14, good no. Finding his way just gives you an idea of how bad the slate is projected. Richie James, 7.5. David Sills, 5.5. Let's take a look at the Giants' usage really quick. Sterling Shepard, 80% of the snaps. He kind of walked his way right into the premium role. 26% of his team targets. 25 percent target per route run those are all really strong but the yards per route run below two which is not great Richie James been a big surprise 23 percent of the team targets 26 percent target per route run and 2.4 yards per route run Richie James is probably my value guy on the blue chip board remember on a showdown it's very and I'd say it's very difficult but it can be more difficult to discern blue chips and values because again the slate is so small so those are your top scorers by run the sims Giants defense has been good. Cowboys defense has been pretty good. I'm not sure where the chink in the armor is going to be. Neither one of these teams are allowing more than 200 pass yards a game, right? And the run defense has been pretty good as well. Giants run D, not as good on a per attempt basis, but the adjusted line yards looking pretty good on both ends for those teams. So this one looks like it's going to be a slobber knocker, as my favorite wrestler announcers used to say. Not sure what we're going to get. All right, let's take a deep breath and get up into the value of plays. 
All right, everybody, these are your penny stocks presented by Jock Market. Make sure you download that app and use the promo code MMN. Again, if you're, even if you're a bit reticent, you're worried, that's fine. I'm here to help you how to play the game. My best advice is during these showdown slates, which can be more difficult, play on paper. Meaning, don't use the live cash. Take advantage of the promo. I would get my hands on that money because we don't know how long it's going to be there. Trade on paper and then look for the main slate where we're really getting it done again. If you're going to be given names at $3 or below, you're going to be able to build a portfolio several weeks in a row in order to try and profit on the 100 bucks. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not, here's $100, you have to wager it and you either win or lose. Jock market's not binary. We play around flat. Which, yeah, for people that are looking to hit the lotto, this is not for you. Good, go play the lotto. This is for sharp players that are into analysis, making value-based decisions. So let's do some of that. Again, penny stocks, these are not the cheapest players, right? That wouldn't make sense. We have a slate to win. These are the cheapest players on a cost-per-point basis. So using run-the-sims projections and stagnant DK pricing, we're able to come up with cost-per-point. And I have found... When combined with projections, which unfortunately, if you look above my big forehead here, they're not out yet. I waited and waited as long as I could, but the show must go on. I will fill out this graphic and I will submit it. So, again, just follow on Twitter, Mayo Media Net on Twitter. Get up on the comments on YouTube. I'm going to get this stuff out. You follow me on, me on Twitter at John Legaza. You can search NFL Moving Averages as well. Let's dive on in. There were only two quarterbacks on the board. Let's see how the value sees them. Daniel Jones... 18.6 point projection, like we mentioned, 9.4 salary leaves you at $505 per point, which if you look down the board, you want to cheat a little bit, is the cheapest on the board because his projections were so separated, right? There was that large gap. Take a look at Cooper Rush, projected for 15 points at 9.6, more expensive. Shouldn't have to tell you, his cost per point projection at 640, completely disparate. So, on a value basis, it's Daniel Jones, like three greater than signs rush, right? Don't fall into that trap. This doesn't necessarily match, but there is a good lesson here for value analysis. A lot of times people erroneously assign the cheaper player as the value, right? Oh, it's cheaper, so it's value. No, you got to get return. Return is part of it, meaning value is a rate stat. To Saquon Barkley and the running backs, it's Barkley, Pollard, and Elliott. Barkley beat the big projection, the only player over 20, 11.8, they're going to pay for it. But at 567 cost per point, it's still a better value play than Rush. So if I'm going to pay up, I'd rather look for Barkley because those points are coming cheaper. And I think Barkley has a chance to more, more likely to pop the top. Though again, a quarterback in a showdown slate, always very likely to be a top scorer. Keep that in mind. If we're thinking about the two quarterbacks and Barkley as the three most likely plays, and a jock market share returns $25 at the top, there's that $8 ceiling. Barkley's going to be like $12, $13. Bucks. I doubt we're going to get there. Maybe Jones or Rush will fall into that $8 to $9 range. Or maybe we could play for the top end and the finish. Pollard, 8.2 salary, 13 points. Zeke, almost identical, 13 points, 8.4. Those cost per points up near 650. Again, not much of a deal, but you get what you get in the DK streets. I think, ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I'd rather have Elliott. I don't even know anymore. I don't really like the Dallas backfield just because it's it's muddy, it's mushy, and again, we you know you really like 
Pollard. He's like he's a very skilled back. So because of the split and because they can be script dependent, sometimes I find myself getting away from that backfield. Maybe be more Elliot if we're thinking this is going to be the slobber knocker, right? I don't want to pitch a narrative and then not follow through. I think probably that's another really good lesson. If you think so, press the like button. You know that if you're going to play these games and you're going to be, build a narrative, then follow through on it. Because I've done this myself, so I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm right. We're just all different. If you say, oh, well, this, I think this is going to be 6-3, and I don't think we're going to get scoring, and I think it's going to be a slobber knocker, well, then go with the dusty back that's going to get you three or four yards at a time because Elliot looks like he could be the volume play. And you're getting away from the super high cost of a rush, and you're getting that same cost per point, right? So there's an application of value and the rate stats. Wide receivers, giddy up and go. It's Sterling, Shepard, Noah Brown, Richie James, C.D., Lamb, and Sills. A lot, oh God, a lot of mush mosh here. So Shepard, 14 points, 7.6, cost per point. You know we're down with that, right? We mentioned the hyper usage. If the Giants do get it done, Shepard's usage with the low cost per point and the median salary is a player that we're going to want to get with. Noah Brown, 10.8 projection, 6.8 salary, leaves his cost per point up at 630, not as viable. However, you do have to be willing to buck a little bit. I think Brown is being a bit undersung. I have him projected at or above Sterling Shepard, right? So this is where the nuances come in. In that case, if you bump Noah Brown's projection up to Sterling Shepard with the lower cost, that takes his cost per point with it. I like Brown over Shepard. I'm hoping the jock market prices reflect these prices. And I'd much rather have Noah Brown with the focus because I think he has that big usage without the big price. And again, that's really how you get paid in the jock market streets. Again, I'm so glad to have, have this data now that it's not just me yammering and trying to convince you of something. Now I can physically show you the data-backed argument. The top 10 players by return on a main slate were all $3 or less. Let everyone shop in the big ticket items. There, I had some of those guys, but again, I draw the limit. Everything in jock market is about head on a swivel. It rewards being smart, it rewards being sharp, and that's why I think in a couple of years, Jock Market will really be the daily game that's at the forefront. DFS is a lot of fun. I don't mean to knock it. I feel like I'm constantly knocking it. I play myself, but, and someone mentioned this in the comments, hat tip to everybody interacting. I really appreciate you. DFS is a nine-team parlay. It's hundreds of thousands of people competing to be the best at a nine-team parlay, and it's not even a, a, a regular nine-team parlay, which is difficult enough, meaning... Dallas or New York, Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo, New England. There were only two choices, and those are impossible. This is an infinite field. This is quite literally like an infinite amount of combination. So just be careful. Understand what the game is. I've been much preferring winner take all. You just type winner take all into the search bar on DraftKings. I'd much rather play those. You can play $9 tournament against 110 people. Winner gets 1000 bucks. See, I like that. Small field, a 185 will do it. We're 185 in the million, then kind of do uh, ugats, you know what I'm saying? All right, so there's another lesson for you. So I like Noah Brown over Shepard as my mid-value, right? Let's call it. we got to be careful. That word gets overused. Richie James, 8-point projection, 5.4 salary, really leaves you with kind of a nasty cost per point. But Richie James usage, the snap count is low, 55%. However, 
12 targets on only 46 routes. That's still good for 23% of the team target share. 26% target per route run. He has 10 catches for 110 yards at 2.4 yards per route run. That I mentioned, 11 yards per reception. 36% of the team's air yards. He's spending 83% of the his time in the slot. So I think he's firmly implanted. And if the Dallas defense is playing up tough, underneath is going to be the spot we go. I think the James projection is low. I also like James. So I'm kind of building this portfolio where I like Jones, if it's Zeke, Brown, and James. Lamb with the 14-point projection with the super high salary, he's going to be hard to get to. David Sills with the low projection and the low salary, although very similar to... James, I don't see how those two could be similarly priced. Don't, I'm not going to step on that rake. It's James, three greater than signs over Sills. Then the, the value is Tanner Hudson, who just, he kind of got some snaps and some run. It's very difficult. The Giants are struggling with the wide receiver room. I like, I had some stats up for this guy, but like, does anybody even really care? All right, maybe I do have it right here. So Tanner Hudson bumped up to 31 snaps last week. Uh, he ran 19 routes, 16% target per route run one yard per route. So, like, really nothing there. But, 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 the big shaky butt is if a guy like Tanner Hudson is at the min price anywhere, you know, you could get with him. He's got a five-point projection. Could be, could be, could land the end zone and get you to seven, right, with that one catch. So, at 1.6 salary and the 333 cost per point. I think Hudson is a good way to get to those more expensive guys that I mentioned. So, there's a whole bunch of, you know, analysis plus application nuance, context, and value-based procedure that I think is really the key to getting there. There's a lot of cookie-cutter DFS content out there. You can go get that stuff anywhere, very basic, subjective analysis that like, really is kind of, <laughs> doesn't really matter at all. It's not really impactful. I like to think that this stuff you know, is the, the lessons that you could leave. You say, wow, you know, we, we did that, and I can reuse that. And that's why audio-only listeners you know, hop over and screenshot this stuff Become familiar with the cost per point. I don't have time to dive into it. I made a giant mistake, although I probably guess I should try and correct it. I had said it was $400 to get you to 200 The key number we're looking for cost per point on main slates is 250 right? So it gives you an idea of how cheap you have to be. And once you start paying with some of these exorbitant prices per point, it, particularly for players that can't pop the top, is going to get you in trouble. And a lot of times when I think people don't win, I think it's a misassessment of value. Boom. There's one last lesson pretty fitting for the penny stock segment. All right, everybody, let's take a last deep breath in the red zone. Let's punch this bad boy home. 